language in this show may be too harsh for young listeners. In other words, we still struggling with our cussing. You're listening to Psycho Music Lyricology, a podcast where music touches the mind and heals the soul. I am one of your co-hosts, the guy that doesn't know anything about hip-hop, Sheldon Moss, along with the dude that is always secure about his opinion, Michael Nelson. What up? And of course, the man that is professional at all times, the professor, Maurice Moss. What's up? What's up, man? What y'all been up to today on this nice, sunny afternoon? Chilling. You know, uh, you know, this is uh, sunny in, in January here in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. After a, a cold snap here. Yeah, you know, we have this bipolar weather going on around yeah. here. It's what, 65 degrees today. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, on the, on the I'm hot. Well, you know, man, you know, we always get there get into the show about what it is that we've been listening to and of what have you looking at on television netflix all that you know so maurice what about you man uh black lightning on uh the cw i hope everybody's watching that it is a superhero uh show i think the creators are the same creators as girlfriends yeah and uh living single uh they are really good they have a really good music director i don't know who that is but uh they're doing a really good job with the music and the storyline is sticking pretty close to the comics so uh yeah if you haven't watched that check that out uh salim akil that girlfriends yep. yeah yep that's, that's who that developed is. the show you know i didn't even know it was i would never heard of the cartoon before uh, but you know it was a uh I'm not one comic of those. book it's right. a dc comic yeah, yeah. so Cart- type of cartoon comic i hadn't so heard of the, the guy comic, who yeah. the the guy who created the luke cage at marvel was uh was petitioned or contracted to create the equivalent for dc so he actually came up with uh black lightning in response to luke cage so that's kind of that's what school he uh that's scooter playing black lightning that's scooter yeah from yeah. living from living yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he does a really good job on that yeah show. man i good. tripped out when i saw so that. i've only seen one show i saw the first one <laughs> yeah so and uh chris williams that's the dude's yeah. name yeah, yeah. we don't want to keep calling him scooter <laughs> that's, that's who it was chris williams uh and I only saw the first show, so the, I hadn't seen the second one. The, I said I saw the first. So one. the ending song was uh, a song by Gil Scott Heron on right. the first show. Mm-hmm. So now I'm hooked. I don't really care what else is going on. <laughs> <laughs> when you, you will like when you, you when you watch the second episode related to music, mm-hmm. you will be like, yeah. So it's, when you, it's yeah, continuing. I mean, you know, anybody anybody who uses Gil Scott Heron for anything, you know. Let me just give you a uh, just a preview. In one of the death scenes where the uh, villain is shooting somebody, they break into uh, Lattimore, straighten it out. You love it. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just, you know, I was like. <laughs> okay, then, then, yeah, I'm already Yeah, you're going to like it, man. Yeah, you're gonna I'm like already it. hooked. It's, it's, so it's a good thing. I, I plan to watch the uh, the second episode tonight while the Grammys are on. 
<laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> what, what kind of statement are you making there? What you trying to say? Subliminal yeah, statement I mean, about the Grammys. Listen to the last. Episode. He said he doesn't. He doesn't watch. He doesn't look at uh, uh, award the, shows it's anymore. The, it, it's the title of the last episode. So yeah. yeah, I want our Grammy show. I was shoot. I shot Mike an email this week saying I want our Grammy show to get more mileage because I've been shooting him these articles about the Grammys and mm-hmm. they're all just kind of like milk toast bland stuff i'm like we really kind of had an actual discussion about some stuff yeah, where yeah. they just kind of kind of running this stuff through the it's like the everyday annual grammy stories about what happened at the grammys and all this so in stuff. two weeks we'll uh we'll do a we'll we'll uh we'll revisit a post grammy yeah okay. post grammys in a couple of weeks we'll revisit what happened uh by then i will have probably gotten through the whole episode because you know i'll record you gotta take it in bits and pieces i'll record it and i'll, I'll watch that's like 10 interesting minutes though because that's that's kind of the last couple of years i just kind of whatever moments show up on youtube pretty much because whatever somebody said oh yeah. this was a, i was like oh yeah. okay that's so pretty much that how I'll, I'll i'll see most yeah. of it yeah. yeah bruno mars is actually one of the persons that would actually want to make me tune in live because i feel like he's going to give you the equivalent of uh of like what Prince was doing, it's gonna be like a real show. Okay, so um, let's let's not go there. For uh, a uh, <laughs> It'll be good. It'll be good to see. Yeah, Bruno. yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm right. with Bruno. Okay, I'm, thanks. Okay, thanks okay, for putting okay, the pump okay. the brakes on that because he's a, that was he's kinda, a throw. He's a throwback. He, you know, because he, 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 he told me he couldn't was, do Prince. Remember that? Remember I that lost episode? my head a little bit though. So, yeah. But I'm glad Mike is here to kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we. Yeah. <laughs> he's right about that. Yeah, yeah. He's a, right. he's a throwback. It's gonna be a, a thousand show. pardons, but it ain't gonna be Prince. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's not get inside he's ourselves. Right about that. But you, what you been on, Mike? Man, you know you you've been on your jazz tip. You've been on you your R and B thing. Um, you get your hip hop thing. What we, you got on that? We're, we're gonna talk about this at a, at a later date. Um, um, I have been like positively obsessed, and I think maybe I don't know if I told one of you this over the last couple of weeks. But I have been positively obsessed with Earth, Wind, and Fire's album "I Am," mm-hmm. uh, uh, most especially uh, uh, I, the biggest hit off that album was uh, "Boogie Wonderland." Right. Yeah, back in the back in you know that was the that was kind of the bridge, the disco hit from like the bridge from disco to soul, kind of in that in that mm. you know, and every every house DJ on the planet has a remixed boogie wonderland in some manner so that was the biggest uh song on the album and they also had after the love is gone or after the love has gone but the song that i've been obsessed with is in the stone because uh, it, it hit me how uh i don't know as many times as i've heard that song in my life i've played the song because it was you know it was a band staple for a while you know uh uh, uh, back in I don't know eighth grade, ninth grade or so, I played it a couple of times, and uh, but the lyrics finally got me, and I realized that it is very much a, a Christian metaphor, right? In the stone, right? You know, it was you know, and so I just been obsessed with like digging through uh, the lyrics of that song, and then so now I'm like combing through the album itself. I am to see what else was going on in that album. So I'm kind of digging. I'm just, you know, the the 40 minutes that that album is, I've probably listened to it, you know, 
15 times in the last week. Okay. Yeah. And, but I gotta I, check it out now. But I can't down. get past In the Stone. I, I just, whatever. The I whole album is just off the chain, I mean, man. You know, it's I a mean, great, it's I mean, a great album you know, from you, top you, to bottom. You, you can't, you can talk about how many bad albums Earth, Wind, and Fire has easier than you could talk about how many good albums because the majority of them are good, right? You right. can pick the one bad album oh, or the one, so you know, you can kind of pick the one that's kind of iffy, but, and and bad is probably a, a, an adjective that you will never use for Earth, Wind, and Fire. It's just it's relative just to Earth, Wind, and Fire they do. and what yeah. they yeah. are. Yeah. So, but that's really all that all I've been listening to and uh, um, that's that's really it. I did pull out a Shy McBride album a couple of days ago that he did which interesting enough he they they talked about this album on another podcast i was listening to uh and it's probably the reason that i pulled it out i cannot remember the name of the album right now but what i remember specifically is that they did he he's done uh, he did a bunch of uh covers and one of the covers he did was somersoft mm-hmm. uh, stevie wonder mm-hmm. he did somersoft and the thing that I remember most about that is they did it live on BET on one of the video shows. This was the early 90s. The fact that they brought him on on that show to do a jazz number. And it was you one mean of like those, a 106 and Park type yeah, of show? Yeah, oh, it was okay. like whatever was on. It was it was probably one of them Donnie Simpson shows. Oh, I was going to say, okay, okay. What was that? Who was the other young lady? The, not Madeline, the one that the, took over for Donnie Simpson? Yeah, that fine one <laughs> <laughs> so i think her name is sherry yeah 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 yes, yeah yeah yes, yeah because yes, yes, yes. uh uh <laughs> fife fife got a rhyme about her somewhere in one of those songs i can't remember but you know who i'm talking about I know exactly all right so uh uh the big Ooh. leg light-skinned girl yeah 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 her and uh i think it was on one of her shows or one of the other ones and i found i and it's interesting because we talk about this kind of thing how uh Black music is so vast, but we can't, they don't have a whole lot of outlets for it. And the fact that this show was on like a popular show like that, that I remember, I thought was pretty interesting. Okay. Which kind of segues into what what the show is about today, uh, as far as black artists who have, yeah, who, have an, who have an expansive, who have a different uh, take on black music. Uh, and the outlets and the that outlets they may that or they may have. not have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. we can talk about that. Shell, what's up, man? What you been on? Man, real quick, you know, uh, Mike, you know, a few years ago, we went to see Robert Glasper when he yeah. first came out with the experiment, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I've actually been. A, sh- a show that our wives. Uh, did not care to yeah. engage in they when it got to, when he got <laughs> to doing his experiment. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah. They walked so, out, Mom. <laughs> I'm I'm just kind of perplexed as to just, what what they objected to. They yeah, we walked saw out. At the, they, uh, were, they were just like, "This ain't for I us." I can't get I can't get with this. And they walked out and sat in the bar. And- so Glasper is like an R and B artist. So did he go too far into his jazz? Stuff no, no, to- that's the part he didn't do. That see what he didn't do that part. That's when he was doing the Robert Glasper experiment. Oh, he so, wasn't when doing that the came black radio. Out. He wasn't no, doing no, that. No, that's Black Radio album. Oh, okay. That's well, when that's, Black Radio first came out. I'm trying out. to think about what I would not listen to on that album. You need to ask them. <laughs> 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 
Because while no, me and Sheldon were still yeah. not solved, <laughs> Sheldon and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. I'm like, why? They disappeared. Yeah. And we looked up and they were in the bar. They were having a great conversation, whatever we they just, were. Okay. You just sit there. And, and we were just know. like, hey, you know. But with, Every, everything ain't for everybody. Right. But I'm sorry, there you go. I didn't mean to cut your wheels. But, but you know, it was so. it was yeah. Say reclaiming your time. <laughs> <laughs> reclaiming my time. Yeah. Uh, anyway, man, I've been actually listening to his straight ahead jazz. Okay. Mm. And I like listening to him as just a pure pianist. He mm. is a really mm. phenomenal piano player. Mm-hmm. And when I listen, the first album I actually bought was Canvas at yeah. CD Source. Mm-hmm. And when I lo- got that, I was like, oh, man, this dude is, is right. No yeah. shout outs. <laughs> <laughs> this we dude only is right. paid sponsorship paid up in there. No well, you know, they, well, you know, it doesn't even matter anymore. They closed down anyway. Okay, then we can talk about it. Yeah, they closed down. See, this has been long gone. Bet. A couple years ago. So can't buy CDs anymore. <laughs> but, man, I really enjoyed just listening to him as a straight head pianist because actually the second one I bought was the album that he did the double booked album that one has the song that he dedicated to the inauguration on it is that the one uh what's it called enoch something i i'm, I'm cutting your wisdom again but i think that's the song i'm trying to remember which one it's you're called talking about. enoch something is it on it's on one of those albums but he dedicated it to barack at the at the inauguration no, no, okay, on that one. But anyway, that's the album that's got Cherries Today with Layla Hathaway and all them on there. I mean, I'm sorry, that's the black radio. But uh Double Book, I know what you're talking about. But what got me about Double Book was in the beginning, Terrence uh Blanchard comes on mm-hmm. and he talks he leaving a message saying, Hey, you know, you got this club, I got this club, you know, Quest Love told me that you were down at such and such, such and such, but then you were doing the experiment in the same night. Hey man, you need to give me, brother, what's going on? Oh, and trying to get him to pick oh, a side, yeah. pick a side, basically traditional. Uh huh. So, because okay. he did That's both things in one yeah. night, so then it comes on Chris Dave on the drums and so forth. He introduced the band, so he goes through this whole does his straight ahead deal. Then the second part of the album is the experiment. So he was setting you up mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. what was about to come. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to Canvas, you can hear the elements of what's about to come in Black Radio. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Him on the piano, That's so he that is it's called Enoch's Meditation. Okay, and it's actually on the uh, Canvas album. So okay, I, I'm I'm sorry I pulled yeah. away from that. But yeah, Rob, you know the first time that I, I think the first time I heard of Robert Glasper, he was on tour with Maxwell, maybe, or maybe I heard of Robert Glasper just no nah, before that. I, because we, we went to see him before we went to see him before. Okay, okay, Maxwell. Okay, I heard, and I think you I heard called him from the record label. From uh, with uh, Jill uh, Jill Scott, maybe that's it. Because yeah. that was where he really got his first kind of mainstream. Maybe that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. When he was on so, Hidden Beach. Okay, so maybe that was maybe just I'm maybe I'm making a point that I've heard of Robert Glasper and other. He he does a lot of different things. He he's from uh, Houston, Houston, Texas. Yeah, H Town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like you know, and he's a. What I like about him is the the even in his classical stuff, how he bridges black music from jazz all the way through hip hop. He's a great bridge for And that's something that's important for the people who are listening to music now because a lot of times people don't have context and you need to know, you know, this is one of the reasons why I'm jumping to a whole totally different thing, but one of the reasons why I liked 
uh, Beyonce's Lemon is because people were saying that she did a country song. Well, she didn't do a country song. Mm -mm. She did. (laughs) She did a black music song that had it was roots music. Mm hmm. It just so happens that roots music is more perceived as country, country now music, yeah. than it is, you know. And I'm giving it another title to make people understand that it was. Well, I'm not trying to make everybody understand because I'm not smarter than anybody else. But, <laughs> but to you, professor, y'all gave me that title. I don't <laughs> want people to roll <laughs> up on me and say, "You, you, you think you smart, huh? <laughs> Spell nacho." He don't. He, he, he don't the one that's got his degrees. <laughs> <laughs> you, you and a couple of men no but no but no but that's i like the fact that he does that and i got that same thing from glasper as far as him taking you through the the progression of the music and that's what i really like about yeah, it yeah yeah i just yeah i just i really appreciate him bridging trying yeah. at least trying to bridge the gap yeah. so you know that you know all music is black music yeah yeah, yeah. But hey, man, that's that's what I've been on. You know, I really enjoy just listening to him. But Maurice, man, what's what's happening? What we what we so gonna today, get into today? We want to talk about uh, an album that is near and dear to my heart. It's a it's a really good album, and we have a friend of the show that um, I really kind of one of the first uh, persons that I did not refer the album to. The one of the first person I actually had a conversation. Uh, with about this album so this is uh uh our friend kevin talking about uh uh uh, street fair by cree summer this is kevin walker and i just wanted to comment about how wonderful street fairy is uh as an album it represents to me uh uh afro bohemian culture at its finest uh it is um just a magical album it has the best uh, of the R&B slash rock funk writers, producers with Van Hunt and Lenny Kravitz kind of crafting that album. But Creed's voice is perfect uh, for the music that they all created. And I, I just really love it. It represents so much magic. Um, it represents a time period where uh, people were starting to be free with their artistic expression uh, and not trying to fit into any kind of box in terms of R&B. And, um, of course, you know, the album is, is all Lenny Kravitz. You, you can't ha- escape that and uh, his genius with production and, uh, and musicianship. So that's what I think about Street Theory. Uh, I listen to it still to this day on the regular. Well, there you have it. <clears throat> that's uh, uh, perfect. That's the perfect uh, summary of that album. I, I I couldn't say it better than what Kevin said said it. I mean, I think he just kind of punctuated all of the points on that album. Mm-hmm. But uh, I really want us to talk about it today. Uh, Mike and I have been listening to it since 1999, so we've listened to it for close to 20 years. I don't know, I don't know, Sheldon, if you've went, you just heard it recently, and I'm curious as to how it sounds. Oh, as for for somebody who's listening to it almost 20 years later versus us, you know, at, versus a, a, a music that's been with you for almost 20 years. And you're just kind of like, oh, this is this is part of the fabric of what I listen to. So it doesn't sound out of place anywhere. Well, you know, um, actually, like you all said, we were talking about it in a record. I mean, in one of our shows, y'all brought up Cree Summer. 
So, you know, I just had a crush on Cree Summer back when she was on a different <laughs> world as Freddie. <laughs> Who among us? You know, because she was just this free-spirited. A black, earthy girl. That's yeah. the uh, first time we saw lady. that on TV. Well, and, and I mean, and it I was Lisa Bonet, but Cree was kind of like, she was, she was real deal. Quirky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then and, she evolved and the, the into. curly hair. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, she evolved into a woman in front of our eyes with wanting to be a lawyer and. Cause she said she what about corporate America? You know she was real, you know, uh, protesty. Yeah, she was she back was, then. She was, uh, you know, her whole. I mean, that's a good point because her old album kind of feeds into. I keep going back to uh, Mike's genius with our first show as far right. as protest music because, I mean, she is the personification of a protest artist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just you know the themes that she talks about. Even when I was going through the album and trying to describe it today, I was using themes that people use right now today, and they perfectly fit, like Black Girl Magic, Magic. Mm-hmm. and uh, just her whole uh, her whole, her views on race. Uh, she's got a song. Well, the last song on the album is Curious White Boy. That's the one that stuck with me. So I mean, that's <laughs> you know, it's it's uh, you know, it's 1999, and you know, the first line is politi- politically erect, erect, romanticizing about ancestral innocence. And it's 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 kind of one of those it's it's uh, it, you want to give her props for uh, being that woke to use a worn out phrase. I know people are tired of hearing that, but uh, also uh, you kind of like saddened by the fact that it's still a theme and we still kind of at the same place. <laughs> yeah. So you know, <laughs> when I, you know, when I pull this album, okay. So just, I haven't heard the album probably in a few years, maybe two or three, four, mm-hmm. maybe five years. Uh, I had to start reloading my iTunes last couple of weeks and I happened to pull it out and I was like, yo, we need to unpack this record again. Cause it's been a long time since, you know, it was talked about and 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 what was sad is is that what you just saying mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. that i'm listening to it and not much has changed i mean it's as fresh now as it was mm-hmm. you know 20 years ago when it came out and the first thing i thought about was you know uh i made the argument about you know in our first episode the the protest music mm-hmm. and i made the argument that you know all black music is protest music Yep. You know, there's there's not, you know, because all black music was born out of some kind of uh, rebellion. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that was the argument that I made. And so this album in lyrics and in and, and sonically and all form is is that, you know, um, you think about the times 1999 and kind of poppy kind of uh, soulful thing was kind of bridging. And you got these artists like Janet Jackson that are kind of like bridging uh, uh, rhythm and blues and pop music and making these big grand uh, Mm -hmm. uh, shows out of that. And this album is not far from that. You know, if you think about it, you know, I was listening to it again on the way over here. And uh, the, the drum programming is very hip hop. It, I was thinking that too. It, it really our uh, two songs specifically mm-hmm. just sounds like uh, this is this is Public Enemy straight straight up right here. The song uh, and and specifically the song that I'm thinking about is Steel Heart. 
Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mean, because Still Heart was a continuous loop. That whole song is just mm-hmm. a continuous mm-hmm. loop. Mm-hmm. And it's her singing. It doesn't really have a hook. So all it sounds like is a freestyle. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like a rapper just going that. at yeah. it. Yeah. 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 And that whole song is just yeah. that. So it fits all the dialogue that we have as, I mean, that we've had as far as music is concerned. Um, I heard point. Lenny Kravitz. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to attribute this this uh, quote to him saying, and the reason we're bringing up Lenny Kravitz is because he is produced the produced the, the album. So we're going to talk yeah. about it in, that, in those in, in those terms. But Lenny uh, said, I think he said, I'm going to attribute the the quote to him specifically. He said that if I were white, I would be big as the Beatles. Mm-hmm. I tend. In any court of law, any court of opinion, I would be, I would, I would feel very comfortable uh, making that argument mm-hmm. because there, <laughs> yeah, I can't there, argue there, with you there, there aren't many rock artists right now, now, nor when Lenny came out. What was that? Circa ninety six, ninety nine is when this album. No, came. when no, Lenny when he came out. Oh, he came. Well, okay, out. Yeah, so yeah, circa okay. ninety five. Yeah, yeah, when Let Love yes. Rule came out, something yes. like that. Now. I've admitted on other shows that it took me a minute to get to Let Love Rule, but mm-hmm. after I got it, I got all of his his catalog, and I don't think you could name another rocker who's been that pure, Mm-mm. pure rock music, uh, other than Lenny Kravitz, and he's been at the top of that, you know, American Woman, all the stuff that he did that was just hits. Uh, Straight, I want to get away, and you know all of those songs. Up, they were straight, hard, yeah. ripping rock and roll. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Lenny Kravitz has never had. They, they, there aren't, there aren't many discussions where when they talk about great rock artists, he's Lenny Kravitz ever comes part of yeah, that. Yeah, he's the canon, right? Yeah. So you can say that about Chuck Berry. You can say that about uh, Muddy. What I mean, you can go up and down the list of all the artists that are pure rock artists that did this, that 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 were able to. to to be who they are and be better than you know and and i realize that a lot of this is subjective but i've listened to enough music to know i agree with you what's best what is better than what's out there and i think that that's one of the reasons why he got along with prince exactly and one of the reasons why prince at the rock and roll hall of fame played the shit out of that guitar and then threw it <laughs> in the air. air. Exactly. Yeah. You know, he's like, like you know, top this. Yeah. You can't, this, you, you know. this is everything that you all have ever done and then some. And and and, and I'm doing it effortlessly. And and better than, you know, something that you've never done. Right, right, right. This I'm is something, doing something different. I'm doing it differently yeah. and I come and I and I come from a different cloth. Yeah. And then so now we're talking about Cree Summer. Yeah. This is the in all my years i'm going to say without a doubt this is the most criminally slept on album it really is man i've ever heard it really is in my life this was like the greatest this was this was cree summer this album should be like 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 the um (laughs) <laughs> I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm like, trying to. I'm trying. I, I, I need for him to get there and, what and I'm say something to, that's gonna. Because well, okay, I, <laughs> so Cree Summers. You just album, make me feel so bad because no, no, no. I just I just heard it. It's okay. It's okay. It is okay. But the fact that ago. you just heard it is fine. But how how Rakim is yeah. almost the baseline for great. Yeah. Hip hop lyricists. Mm-hmm. This album is in that canon mm-hmm. with regard to soul rock 
music. Yeah. I'm trying to and I and it's so hard to give it a category. Yeah. But by very definition, it is we should have talked about this album when we were talking about protest music. Yeah. Yeah. Because lyrically and musically, and I'm and I'm saying musically because it was a great bridge. It's a, to, it, it's like the it's like the middle. It's like that uh, the hubs went out from this album. Like there, it's, you see precursors to neo soul. Yes, you see precursors uh, to uh, emo. Yes, you see. You see precursors to a lot of things. You see precursors to just like that rock, female rock vocal. Yes. Or just a, a black female vocal. All of that, all of that kind of springs from this album. And and she does it where it's there's no there's no insecurity in her vocal. No pretense. She is yeah. 100% confident in what she's doing. And she's just giving it to you. She's just straight no chaser. I mean, and it's just like... It's almost like, oh, I've been, I've been, I've been making albums for like twenty years, and then this is just okay. This is just another one of those. Let me lay down these vocals, and then just kind of, you know, soak it in. And you know what? And and the thing that that I think, you know, I read some critiques of the album, and one in particular was saying something like it tried to be too hippie. What I think is is that. It was. It was. She it, is a hippie, very much. She was born on a reservation. But, she, I mean, right. but here's the thing. I think that it was. It's. It was too hip for the time. It was very much that. It was. It was so much. It was so forward thinking. I mean, and just like you were talking about how things sprang from it. Yeah. You can point to records that this album Reference. was. Yeah. You yeah. know. You. Yeah. We can talk about Kena. We can talk about Rest. I mean, uh, Reese. We can yes, talk about yes, a lot yes, of other black yes. rockers, a lot of other black female rockers who who came after this yeah, record, yeah. who who again never got the credit yeah. that they deserved man, for their you albums. Out Kena? Come on, man! That was a that no, was no, a no, damn I mean, good you know, album. Yeah. There, there, there were yeah. these incredible yeah. records that were out, and incredible artists that came after this record that you could just point straight with to empowered it. empowered black females mm-hmm. who were doing this. And because they weren't shaking their asses, yeah. because they weren't half naked, because, you know, it wasn't traditional, you know, it wasn't overtly sexual music. Right. And because it didn't fit into what the black woman is supposed to do with her music. Yeah. Then, yeah. you know, then you blow it away. I mean, now, I mean, you even still see like the biggest, probably arguably the biggest black female star right now is Beyonce. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We okay. argue that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We okay. can argue that right now. She's probably the best, <laughs> the biggest right now, as far as we got some head shaking uh, up in there. <laughs> you ain't gotta like her. I'm just saying she just she she is the big. I mean, you know, you I she's will, probably I the biggest black female star right now. Yeah. Her Super Bowl uh, uh, appearance last year or year before. What was that? She did the and formation. That, yeah, the formation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is that? That was a Black Panther. What? What? And where? Who did it? Who was doing? Who did that twenty years ago? Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, yeah. She is not the first to step into that. Cat. You know that. Because yeah. you know when I and literally and when you're listening to the music, those are the. You know, I'm thinking Reese and I'm thinking Kena and I'm thinking Cree Summer. Yeah. When I hear Beyonce doing Formation, mm-hmm. you know we talk about Solange. We talk about the earthiness of Solange. 
it was done 20 years yeah. ago. Yeah. With Cree. Yeah. yeah. Cree did this yeah. 20 yeah. years ago. And, and I she bet was if black we had those, back then. Yep. I bet if we had uh, just the ear or we could ask Solange a question or we could ask Baidu a question, they would all tell you that I, they've heard that album. I would think. They I would, would think. all tell you that. I, I, I just I just believe that they would they would be able to say, we, we, we know what that album was about. It was a part of our uh the fabric of what we use to come up with what we have right now and you know and it it is interesting that you you know that you made the argument that that it sprang neo soul because you know i didn't think about it in those terms but i absolutely agree yeah yeah, there's just no way that neo soul exists and it it sprang into it kind of encompassed all of what was neo soul at that time because there were there was neo soul that leaned rock Yes. And then there was Leo Neil Soul that leaned R and B, and she's got like deliciously down that leans R and B, and does that, and written by Van Hunt. So you know it's kind of one of the Neo Soul artists. I know he wouldn't like that, but I mean he, <laughs> that's when he came out was yeah. during the Neo Soul movement, right? And then it kind of you know she she does the rock thing, and it's just not even she encompasses everything that was. It's like if you listen to uh, Badu's uh, Penitentiary Philosophy, the Mama's Gun album. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that is yeah, that is yeah. this album. That's yeah. Green Summer. Yeah, yeah you right. That is yeah. this album yeah. done again. Yeah, you know, I and mean, not Penitentiary Philosophy could be like, okay, that was like you could say that was an outtake. Yeah, from this album, and almost. and and taking nothing away from the talent and artistry of Erica Badu. Oh yeah, absolutely. Taking nothing away, saying that she bit this album. No, 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 in. no. I mean, but, the artists but, are the reflection of you know all of their influence. And 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 the fact that you mentioned that it it started making me think how many times I've said, okay, you know, Neo Soul was birthed from, and I probably started with Erica on some level. Mm-hmm. Absolutely skipping Cree, yeah, and that's on me. One knowing that I know Cree Summer, I know mm-hmm. this album intimately, mm-hmm. and then two, it 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 didn't gain the same popularity. Well, that's what I was gonna say. So it wasn't I, a, it wasn't so a, because I didn't of keep the, it in the forefront of because who of the I record am. industry yeah. and the yeah. way the record industry worked. They didn't know where to put her. She was never she was yeah. she was never put out there. I mean, Badu was crafted. For the black community, mm-hmm. even down to the, you know, I don't, I wouldn't say that it was like a conscious, you know, I'm, you know, but you know, the color purple video and her first, you know, the references to that. Yeah. I mean, that was all for her community. Yeah. I mean, she, yeah. you know, whereas Cree Summer was like, I mean, I don't think that there were any videos. I mean, if you go on YouTube now, you can see some live performances, but I mean, there was not this, okay, we're going to. We're gonna introduce this to the black community and see what they think about it. At least, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, you almost had to be a crate digger to find this one. Yeah, I mean, you had to be one of those people that was camped out at the record <laughs> store to see, okay, what was coming out. You see, oh, uh, and somebody in the record store say, oh, I got something that Lenny Kravitz would pr- produced, and that might have been your first. Oh, okay, well, let me check it out, and then you get into it. And you're like, oh, uh, okay, assuming that you know you. You gave Lenny Kravitz his due. Right, 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 right. Know, from from the beginning. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you look at on, uh, you know, I did a little research. When you look at on Amazon, and we're talking about present day on Amazon, it's four and a half stars out of five mm-hmm. with 120 reviews. And these reviews are from like 2014, mm-hmm. 17, mm-hmm. 2008. Now that's good to know. You know, that's and these people are buying this record off of Amazon here today. And you talking about 120 reviews? Yeah. 
That's good. Time. I average a four and a half stars. That is that is that that it has it has a shelf life. Yeah. Right. It you absolutely know, has. It that. has a shelf yeah. life, and you know, and just like you were talking about from the beginning, the the fact that the themes are still very relevant, you know, twenty twenty years later. Yeah. Is you know it's it's and, frightening. And not, <laughs> even uh, even okay, the racial themes are yes, absolutely there, mm-hmm. but her the themes of her from a black female. I mean, this album is unapologetically black Mm -hmm. and it's unapologetically female and still there's a universality to it. I mean, there's still she's she's she she's speaking to feelings that people have as human beings. So, I mean, she she just kind of she struck a note there that just to me will continue to resonate with anybody that's looking for that type of. Music to and, and you're to. saying that, and the, the 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 thought I always have is humanity. So I mean, it's a very human album. It yeah. absolutely is. Yeah. And the only and then and then you know just just sitting here thinking about it. So the next record to unpack in the same manner is uh, bitter. Oh man. Okay. All right. So you know, by Michelle and Dege Ochoa, yeah, right? That's, and that's, bitter came after this too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> you know, I'm I'm sitting here hard pressed trying to figure, trying to think of records like this album that came before her. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's it's almost like you know, uh, she's the foundation of the foundation. Hey man. I and mean, it's you know, I'm I'm sitting here like literally trying to think. Well, while you're talking about before, I want to talk about what actually did come before, and that was a rock group that she was in, right? Yeah, called Subject to Change, mm-hmm. and the, and they came out in 1993. I thought the rock group. Well, um, you telling me now, but I always thought that rock group came. It, it was before. It was before they okay. actually came out in 1993, and I actually went online and bought the CD. And when you buy the CD, you see you hear a rock version of Soul Sister. Okay. So okay. the 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 subject to change album was a completely like they were like a fishbone mm-hmm. like type rock band. They even thanked Fishbone in the credits in the liner notes <laughs> to the album. So that I mean that's the kind of vibe that they were on. And there is a rock version of Soul Sister where if you listen to Soul Sister on this on on her album, it sounds a lot more subdued and personal. But on their album, it's it's a very you know it's harder. It's got a lot more driving guitars to it. So the song is not only from 1999, it's from 1993, a lot of the stuff that she was writing. So, I mean, you can almost add almost another 10 years onto some of the songs that she was writing and and date her stuff back to the early 90s and say that she was writing stuff that is nearly 30 years old now that's still completely relevant, nothing dated about it. I mean, and that's to me, that's less, that's the mark of a true songwriter. It's it's true genius, um, because I when I was uh, when I was reviewing the record again over the last week or so, um, I kept saying if I was reading these lyrics, I would be thinking that this is great poetry. Right. Right. I would be thinking, you know, it like could easily be a book of poetry. It could easily be yeah. that, and it would be, it, and it would probably be considered great black poetry yeah it would i mean you know i can i can see i could easily see like curious white boy ending up in an anthology of black literature yeah 
I mean, and she when she when she rhymes in the actual song, it goes back to what you were saying about she sounds like a hip hop lyricist going through the paces when she's running down the lyrics of this song. Mm-hmm. And even when you say the lyrics, you, it's hard not to say the lyrics without having like a rap proposed to it because that's the way she's delivering mm-hmm. the lyrics. Mm-hmm. So it's like she was even a precursor to. Uh, well, I'm not going to call her a precursor to hip hop, but I'm just going to say she was even influencing or taking influences from that that genre as well. And just kind of the way that she was de- delivering those lyrics and the, that vocal was just so confident. That's what I really that's what I really take away from everything that she does with this album and with Subject to Change is the level of confidence that she has that, hey, I'm just I'm laying this down for you and you can just. <laughs> you can soak it in if you want to, <laughs> but I'm delivering straight facts to you. I'm, yeah, I'm just delivering yeah, this strong, unadulterated vocal, and you got to hear this. Yeah, especially in that song, Curious White Boy. When we keep going just, back to that one because that just, <laughs> I mean, my virginity hanging from your family tree. Why are you so angry? Just crown Mammy, Miss America. And it's totally different when she says it because yeah. of the inflection and the drama that she right. has in her voice. Right. But then when you just read it, it's still it's it's still like whoa. Damn. She, yeah, she says, "Curious white boy, I am gonna meet. Where, when am I gonna meet when your am mama? I gonna meet your mama. Met your, Met your daddy, daddy already. already. Yeah, I mean it's it's <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. I mean you know if 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 that ain't the next version of Strange Fruit. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just, it's just, I mean, she is direct. So may, maybe now I can, I can say Nina. That's what came before. <laughs> I knew you Maybe now I can get it. Maybe yeah, now yeah, I get it. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. it's taking yeah. that because Nina, because we did yeah. talk about Nina Simone with yeah. regard to protest music. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if we cutting somebody out the cloth yeah. directly from the cloth, then that's probably where it yeah. got cut from. And I know I know Cree knows who she knows who Nina Simone is, and I'm sure she sat down with all of that. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, I you know, walking with the ancestors when you when you sitting down to write and understand what you you know what what you have to say. I mean, you know, to to be able to write like this, to be able to express yourself I in these you, kinds man. of you know is what is what to me is what artists ought to ought to. Yeah, ascribe Drive to, to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Let I mean, me talk about the 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 lyric. I wrote down like I wrote some notes for this show, but the mm-hmm. lyric that really, when I go back to this and talk about all of her lyrics, the lyric that she says in uh, "Smooth My Heart," where mm-hmm. she says, "I smooth my heart down long enough for the world to come around." For me, that just it's it's poetic. But then if you sit back and listen to it or think about it it has it's just so pragmatic in the way that uh you can live your life as far as being you know uh just you know letting people do what they need to do and not hey i'm uh, <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna let be me and let you do you and we're not gonna have no confusion here i i, I really like that song and i like the way she delivers that vocal and for me that's one of the that's one of the lyrics that i just Whenever I hear that song, I go, yeah, this, I'm coming back to this album once again, and this is what I came for. So, for me, and this is why this is so great, lyrics like this, these are so wonderful, because, you know, that means absolutely something totally different for me. 
what that's and the, so, yeah, that's and the that's point. What makes it that's great. the point. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm listening to those lyrics and I and I and and I start thinking about racism. I start thinking yeah. about you know how you know black folks always forgiving folk and all you know you 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 cuss us, curse us, spit on us, beat on us, and then the first thing you know we want to do is talk about oh. Forgive I'm me. sorry. You know, yeah. we're going to forgive you and we're going to we're going to be okay with you being a white supremacist until you figure it out. You know, until <laughs> until the until the clan dies off, until we'll we'll just, you know, we'll keep taking that shit. And that's what I keep thinking about. That's, mm-hmm. you know, when you read that when I read that yeah, lyric, yeah, that's yeah, what I, I hear. hear. I hear that's you. what I yeah. hear, you know, yeah. and I'm just like, you know, that's why I think Cree Summer is. That's why I think this album is one of the reasons I think this album. It's is almost so great. like you could be sitting up in a in a in a literature class, and everybody just like what and you, you just, can argue. The, hey, this is what this is what my takeaway is on that. But I mean, you have to have solid lyrics in order for people to be able to consume something and mm-hmm. and kind of process it based on their own whatever's going on in their head and and have their own. A discussion with themselves about the album mm-hmm, and what it means mm-hmm. to them, but that's a perfect example. Yeah. yeah. So what I y'all? Right. Let me ask you a question, then, Maurice. What did you? What did you? How did you feel about the song "Miss Moon"? So, <laughs> so Miss Moon is a very female song, right? But you know, she's talking about you know my blood came today Day. and I'm swollen and ripe, mm-hmm. and you know. Yeah. When I read the Wikipedia uh-huh. uh, analysis of that song, I was like. I don't think that that's what about it. and just just so people will know the Wikipedia version said that the song was about her uh Heavy wanted it. wanting to have sex with somebody so, so, while she was uh, on a period. Right. And I was just going uh cuz that's not what I got from the song. That's not what I got from it. That's not what I got from it. But you know, I could I could leap on that and come up with conspiracy theories and go, "Well, who's writing that? And and what do they think about black women and and what how how easy is is it for them to objectify?" Mhm. Um, mm-hmm. uh, her into making those lyrics mean that I walked away with I walked away with this is somebody this is her coming into her womanhood mm-hmm. into this is how I feel I'm confident with my feelings this I, I you know I don't have to confer with anybody about how I feel I'm I, I, I am who I am you know so that mm-hmm. was like you know that that's what I thought about I read that same article you yeah, I mean, man. I was, I was like, no, nah, I didn't get that from that nah, song. I was, I was just kind of blown like, away by that, but you know, Wikipedia, <laughs> y'all, just you know, <laughs> kids don't source Wikipedia. It's just saying, you know, but it's your own opinion. That's probably, and I, you know, and and you know, I'm gonna be the one to say this. It's a way, it's a white male patriarchal view of black women writing music they can't be artistic it has to be something sexual it has to it has to be about the lowest common denominator and normally i would try to give give a counter to you to you on that but when i read that i was like what the yeah. i was like what i mean you know it huh? just it is what it is <laughs> these people who are who they are and they're just you know this black woman can't be this deep so this got to be about her wanting to have sex while she on a period right and i just i read i was like I didn't read that, but as you were saying it, I was like, "Wait, what?" I had to go like look at the lyrics because I was like, "I don't remember that." And I, mm-hmm. that that doesn't fit. Just... It doesn't. It doesn't even fit the theme of of the album. So it would be it would be so far a departure from everything else on that record that it wouldn't make any sense. And if that's what it was about, it probably would have been a hit. 
White folks would have played the shit out of this. Show that would have been a hit today anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, people like stuff like that. <laughs> White folks would have played the shit out of that song. That shit would have been on rock radio <laughs> and controversial, like nothing else you've yeah. ever. Yeah, it would have been. It would have um, been a mess. But that song, that song number two on that album, right? Yeah. What I like about this album, because you mentioned that, mm-hmm. is it. If you listen, if you've listened to a lot of albums, the way we've listened to albums, you have to listen to them, or we were given the album sequenced. Yeah. So when you listen to most albums, uh, when people are, are giving you an album, the standard artist is going to, at the end, give you this grand statement at the end. That's going to be this like big statement about, okay, this is what I'm saying. I've told you a story and now it's going to end on this note and I'm going to take a bow. But she starts with this song. That's like a bit. It's like the ending. It's like the finale to me. She starts with Revelation Sunshine where it's like, you know, I'm out of my mind into yours. We, we just going to go on a journey here. Mm-hmm. It's like this big introduction it's uh it's the grand storytelling about this whole album and you know whatever we talk about throughout this whole album it's going to be okay because at the end we just got we got sunshine and 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 i like i like how you described the sequence yeah, but i don't yeah. think this album ever ended for me it just it just never ended the sequence yeah it's hard Every, to figure out if they even had a yeah. everything when you get to the end it's like it's like what else Right, you're sitting on the edge of your seat. You're it's like, like what well, else? okay, what's well, what yeah. else? And it's a long album. Yeah, it's not. It's not a few minutes. It's not a thirty minute record. This album is almost an hour long, isn't it? Something like I that. I think it's close to that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, all the reviews are just keep asking, uh, when, when is the next one? When is the next yeah. one? We're talking nineteen years later. They st- we still waiting. Yeah, it it it. She 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 most definitely. <laughs> Cree is very active on Twitter and she's very gracious on Twitter. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. maybe when we when we uh, post this show, we'll ask her the question. She might respond. If she does respond. Hey, I'm just going to say my life can end here. She responds. (laughs) (laughs) Just going to say, you know, I made I did. I did. I did make the I did make the uh, I always said Lauren Hill owes us some more music. So does Cree. She does, and 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 Cree, and and it's not, and and I don't mean O's in the in the sense that you know we deserve something nah, from. We don't deserve it. I just, I I just, you know, as a fan, I am just like thirsty. Yeah, I'm craving what else she has to say in the last 19 years. So a lot of people have the exact same thought that you have, and if you follow, if you look at some of her videos online at mm-hmm. the various uh, comic cons, because she does a yeah. a con in various cities, because she's done this, she's got this whole career of vo- voice work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So somebody, you know, is going to inevitably ask her a question about Inspector Gadget, mm-hmm. and then somebody's going to ask her a question: When is the next album coming out? And the last one I saw, she said she had an album coming out in twenty, or she was going to start working, working on things in twenty seventeen. Okay. So, you know. That's, you know, you know, don't, don't threaten me with <laughs> yeah, a good time. Yeah, don't play. Don't play like that. <laughs> don't, 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 do not threaten me with a good time. I, I was. <laughs> no, nah, keep going. Oh, I was going to say that, you know, one of my favorite songs on the album was uh, Mean Sleep. You know, we've talked about Mean we've Sleep a couple of times. Summer, yeah. I just remember, I think, even though I listened to the album, I think the first lyric 
that got me and i don't remember why i don't know where i was in my head uh or where i was you know what was going on in my life at the time but the lyric that says um how could the clouds tease us into thinking it, it might rain, rain and yeah. then how could the need deceive us into thinking things, things might change, change. i yeah. remember thinking I, I I mean, I think those were the lyrics that made me fall in love with the album first. I think it was just that whole thing. I was kind of like, damn, that's just, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, the, it, you know, people don't look for rain, right? Mm-hmm. Rain is not something that you like look for, but we need it mm-hmm. and it's cleansing and it helps things grow. And then for you to, you know, for you to have the poetic sense to thinking, you know, like, you know, why, why are you teasing me? I want to grow here. I want to, I want to be cleansed here, and the rain's not coming. And I don't know. And 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 that lyric alone just took me and, to. And the, then the whole the subsequent one. How could the yeah the need deceive us into thinking things, things might, might change. change? I was just yeah. like, this is. And a and a what and another interesting point about this as it relates to you is <laughs> I think that that <laughs> album. I think that song was largely written by down uh i think that uh van hunt yeah i think he had i think he wrote the majority of that song Mm -hmm. and i wrote another one of your songs which is down here in hell so which is and it's you know very very as far as lyrics they're not similar but they're kind of in that vein as far as being you know resonating and being prophetic about you know what's going on Mm -hmm. in your life or Mm -hmm. your relationship Mm -hmm. or whatever so Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, I think there are some connections with that with the lyrics of that song and, for you, and you're probably yeah, correct. Yeah. You're probably correct. So yeah, those are. I mean that that means sleep song. I mean it's tough, man. If if there's a song that if you come to me about Cree Summer, and I haven't heard the album in a while, the first thing I'm going to talk about is Mean Sleep. Yeah, that's, that's the tough. first. I mean that might not be the best song on the album, but it's the best song for me. Yeah, yeah. that's the song Definitely. that you know I'm gonna. I always remember the lyrics. I always remember that song. I remember who's singing on it. I remember everything about it. Yeah. And then I can do, you know, the Van Hunt Nika Costa version. <laughs> it's good too. It's absolutely it good. good too. It's very good. So anytime you talk to me about Van Hunt and Cree Summer, yeah. Mean Sleep is coming up and then down here in hell too. But yeah, so now now I want Cree Summer to redo down here in hell for the next yeah, album. Now yeah, I want her yeah. to do it. Yeah. Her version, or, I guess. And not even her version. How about she just do a sequel? To Mean Sleep. No, to uh, down, down here, here in hell. hell. Oh. 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 I would be curious about yeah. how that would come up. Hmm. Yeah. Curious little black boy here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got our wrap up music before. Are we wrapping up? No, no, no. I was, we can talk about I, I, was, ex- I was actually testing something out. <laughs> But needless to say, he man, test the shit in the middle of the show. <laughs> we professionals here, man. We on our hey, like 17th episode. Yeah. Hey, man. You know, sometimes we have to make sure it's right. right. And I was trying to do something, but it didn't work out the way I anticipated it. But y'all did talk about, I stepped out for a second, Deliciously Down. Did you talk about Deliciously Down? Which I talked about how it being kind of a precursor okay. to Neo Soul. Okay. The, that okay. was also written by Van. We didn't dig into it. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just enjoyed the lyrics when it first came on. You know, I need something sweet to soothe my inside. Mm-hmm. I'm checking. I'm, I'm just laughing that we have yet another Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs> Sheldon reads poetry out. <laughs> Is this going to be a segment to <laughs> I need something soft to lay down my pride. 
he gets serious about right. it too. Yeah. So if any song had anything to do about sex, this was probably was the only it. one. Yeah. It. yeah. And but it didn't. It wasn't some overt right. nasty right. shit. It right. was about right. you know right. sex right. is love. You know. Right. So right. this was right. like yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I need some tears to rain down on me to help my memory. Um. <laughs> Yeah, he looked like he get you a cigarette, right? He looked like he about to break into a uh, Lattimore again, yeah. straighten it out. <laughs> Woo, get you a cigarette and a drink. Let me go get me. You know what? Let me go get me a cigarette. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we gonna wrap this thing up, man. Yeah. yeah. Anybody out there who has not checked out Cree? <laughs> Check out this album. Yeah, Street Fairy. It Just is. check it out and listen to it. I'm curious to hear what people think about and, it. And if we're wrong about it, talk to us. You know, keep it to yourself. Because <laughs> I'm secure in my opinion. Always. Yeah. You sure? How, how about that for a jackass? <laughs> well, I'm going to say this. Hey, we just need everyone to hit that subscribe button. We want to thank you all to, for listening to Psycho Music Lyricology. You can listen, like, and subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, Acast, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at PsychoFellas. Like us on Facebook. Hit us up on Instagram. And be sure to check out the website, PsychoMusicLyricology.com for music reviews and more. Until the next time, peace. Peace.